personal privilege. Yeah. I'm never surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that on just this issue. Is Armstrong and Getty. Why are you here today? The next strength to this, the, it's not hypothetical. Uh, I don't understand what you're saying. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Uh, I wouldn't comment on it other than to say that, uh, all right, go, go. Spare us the theatrics. Behave yourself. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? This is Ed McMichael. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Anybody heard from the White Flash? Uh, I shall put my ear to the ground, yes, sir. Please do. He's literally putting his, like, a, Hold on. a Native American of old. Yeah. All right. The hoof feet to prove. Oh, or do they? I don't know. Live from a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty information complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty show. I do, too. I hear the yep. thundering there hooves. There it is. September 11th, the year of our Lord, 2019. There he is. The door just opened. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, Jack. I dropped my phone in my car. Uh-oh. And it was just unfindable. Yeah. I've talked before about the, the, the nether regions underneath the seats of cars have not changed since I was a kid. That's the one thing they've not updated on cars ever. Uh-huh. Underneath the car is still just a wasteland of change and dirt. And sharp objects that if you start sticking your hand under there, you slice your fingers off. I know you're anti-eating in the car, but uh, most American cars also have a couple of French fries and a peanut at the very least. <laughs> yes. Probably a, uh, a, a lollipop dropped by their kids covered with hair. I feel attacked by your specific mention of a peanut. <laughs> um, speaking of 9-11, as you just were, I've got a great text that we got yesterday, but I decided to save for today about tuning in to listen to you. On the day of 9-11. Oh, me? Yeah. That I think you'll enjoy. Excellent. That's they re- nice. They remember, remember it specifically. That uh, that day is an adult at this point. It's 18 years ago. That's incredible. It's astonishing. It's incredible. Well, like a lot of dates, um, it's incredible if you're of a certain age. If you're, if you're on the younger set, and this will increasingly happen year by year, it's kind of a historical reference that doesn't mean that much to you. Sure. Sure, you understand like, um, something happened. It was like bad. I'm um, sure Pearl Harbor was or whatever. Like, I know about it, but I have no particular feeling about it because it was, uh, you know, before I was born. But we're starting well, to I love this country, so I have a feeling about it. I remember George and I Bush. I keep my eye on the Japanese to this day. I remember George Bush in a documentary uh, while he was still president, him saying, you know, eventually it'll just be another date on the calendar like so many other. And I thought, wow, that's a little harsh. But, of course, he was right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning? Recently engaged, Michelangelo. I'm doing good, but I'm getting the uh, weird listener emails. You know, my aunt is a stripper, and if you're having a bachelor party, <laughs> I, I don't need that stuff, you know. So just, just quit People are just trying stuff. to help, Michael. I know, they're just trying to help. They help because quit, they love. Right, quit sending that to me, please. Yeah, people should help less. I think that's my new stance. <laughs> certainly offer their opinion less. <laughs> Less help from people. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well, uh, manning the stand-up comedy release desk. Uh, another fantastic uh, stand-up special was released, I believe, two days ago. Uh, this one by Bill Burr called Paper Tiger, available on Netflix. 
Uh, it's hilarious. I'm a big fan of Bill Burr, so if you like stand-up, you should watch this because you will laugh. i got to get to the uh, Chappelle show before everybody's done talking about it. Well, the that's Chappelle stand-up comedy. You can, thing, yeah. you can listen to it while you drive, so you don't even have to sit down and watch. That's a good point. Um, duh, What was I going to say? Oh, on the, the people helping thing. This is what you got to watch out for. Everybody should watch out for it. I need to watch out for it. Everybody needs to watch out for it. If you're telling somebody who's uh, getting engaged or getting married or having a baby or whatever ex- experience it is that you've already had, are you trying to help or is it kind of like a humble brag where you're trying to interject some level of something that is really more about you than them? It's often that. Sure. It's, yeah. It's so, the way yeah. humans are. Right. We all have to watch out for that. Yeah. Um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I'll tell you what. I went to the dental specialist yesterday, a fine man, highly regarded in his field. He and his family, big fans of Armstrong and Getty, and thank Very you for nice. listening. Yes. Thanks for listening. Doctor. Anyway, after our consultation, he smiled and asked me, well, Marsh, you know what's worse than a fractured root canal? <laughs> I don't want to know. I said, no. He said, an infected fractured root canal. Ooh. I thought he was going to say being stabbed by a hooker. <laughs> that's probably worse. Big, well, it is. It certainly is on the list. Big laughs all around. Anyway, that's what I've got. <laughs> that's what I'm getting. Oh, wow. You know what would be so even worse than that is if you had one of those and you're like attacked by a pit bull as you sat here. <laughs> so you're, so you're, you, know, the house. you know what would be worse than that is if the pit bull was on fire <laughs> and then you stabbed him. Yeah. So your doctor basically said you thought you had something bad. Turns out it's worse. Yes. That's what he did. Yes. That routine. The yeah. old showmanship. Yeah, that is good showmanship. Was it? Good was news, you don't have problem A. <laughs> Wait for it. Anyway, that's what I got. That's what I'm getting fixed. And I'm sure everything will work out just fine. Sure because will. Because he knows there the whole world will be watching. <laughs> wow. That does help in my experience. Yeah, it doesn't um, hurt. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is already Wednesday, September 11th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty, we approve of this program. Let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, there's a lot to get to uh, from the present day at Mark. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world. And no one will keep that light from shining. Yeah, that's, that's, that's lovely. Yeah, we've never been big on the whole uh, wallow in retrospectives on 9-11 thing, really. No. Um, if I have a feeling about 9-11, and I say this every year, it's, it's, uh, I'm embarrassed by my and our nation's overreaction emotionally. Uh, I, I think it showed us to not be grown-ups in about a way. the world. Yeah, uh, but way. we'll talk more about that later. What yeah. are other headlines, Marshall? Well, we got cheers and jeers over John Bolton's ouster, taking another bite out of Apple, and more problems for the NFL's Antonio Brown. Yeah, coming well, up. Yeah, maybe. Well, they're, they're problems either way. Whether yeah. he did anything or not, who yeah. knows? Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's all right. It's and not good. <laughs> it, it's not good. It's uh, you know. Uh, it compares poorly with Marshall's jaw, really. <laughs> you know, the great thing about that Antonio Brown story, the NFL star, uh, is that O.J. Simpson weighed in on his Twitter account. So oh, that, good. That, that, makes, that oh, makes the story even better. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's been accused of rapine. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll tell you the rest of it coming up. Whether it's... Uh, O.J. 
Yeah, I'm increasingly in favor of suspending the First Amendment for CNN and OJ. Oh, yeah, we got to go uh, bigger on the the CNN story today. Well, they're utterly shameless. They really went out of bounds. They should be shut down or should lose all respect. The second one, well, if you... And I've been working at this for a while, and I realize it's talk radio, so there's a lot of hyperbole, and so you think, oh, old Joe is just going off on one of his rants. No, CNN is pathetic. They're shameless. They have no standards. They're unprofessional. They're fake news. They are fake news. Anyway, all that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So 11 years ago, 9-11, I was, we were both on vacation. We were on vacation that week. Yep. And uh, so we weren't here. And um, I was in England. Joe was around. I was enjoying a staycation. In the way that you do it. The term that I hate, because I had three tiny kids. Yeah, in the way that I now, when I I have vacation and I use my finger quotes, it's just extra work at home. (laughs) Yeah, well, the school had just started. Mm. So there there you go. Yeah, and you were off on your exotic travels, and I was, what was I going to do? Two of my kids just started elementary school for the year. Right. So um, uh, we got this text yesterday. On the morning of September 11, 2001, I found your station and I heard the most reassuring and calming voice ever, as Joe had come in to the radio station to work that day, on his vacation. (laughs) Now, you could have told the boss, I'm on vacation. (laughs) I am not coming in. I think you should run best ofs on this, what I think will be known forever as 9-11. I appreciate you saying so, but it seemed fairly clear to me I should go in. I was unaware that 9-11 attacks had even happened. I'll talk about that later, maybe. But um, I found your station, and I heard the most reassuring and calming voice ever. It settled me down and put absolutely everything in proper perspective. I've always believed that that voice was yours, Joe. It was. I've been a big fag, friend of Armstrong and Getty, ever since. I was hoping you could confirm this over the next couple of days. Uh, Yeah, sure enough. Confirmed. <clears throat> it was Joe, the calming voice of Joe. We did not bring in some special calm person on that day. Yeah. It was Joe. I, yeah. <laughs> bring in the calm pinch hitter. Uh, we Yeah, we ought to talk about that at some point later okay. on. I, I have a pretty good memory of the things I said, although I'm sure those tapes are out there and available, just because I still believe a lot of the things I believed at that point, um, which were that... Uh, the United States has been attacked before. Uh, we can handle it. Uh, we all need to stay calm and deal with what needs to be dealt with. It's been a big, fat, ugly world for a very long time, and we're just as good as every generation that's come before us, and we will deal with this. And you know, and we did sometimes by overreacting, but that's what uh, that's what people do. It's all right. We're human. And, and I called for for utter merciless death to be rained down upon Al-Qaeda in all its forms. There you go. Steel doesn't melt. All right? Oh, for the... what? Why would you do that? What, what are you... So I'm going big with the Rosie O'Donnell 9-11 conspiracy. Wow. Wow. Idiots. Mailbag. <laughs> they were controlled demolition. Exactly. Right. Right. Building 9. Right. Or whatever that is. 
Uh, first of all, a freedom-loving quote of the day from G-Dub, George Washington. Underrated as a general, underrated as a father of the country, underrated as a an advocate for liberty. If we mean to support, I mean, he's famous as can be, but yeah, ask kids or, or adults even, why do we venerate George Washington? Well, he's the first uh, president. He could not tell a lie. That's it. That's right. Anyway, here's a quote. If we mean to support the liberty and independence which have cost us so much blood and treasure to establish, we must drive far away the demon of party spirit and local reproach. Party spirit? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know it. Are you kidding me? Got to come together, folks, according to G-Dub. I had a bit of an epiphany on that front last night. Maybe we'll talk about that later, this whole uh, where we are with... Watching cable news and excellent. Oh my God! It'll probably cost us our career because what we ought to be doing is doubling down. That's almost certainly on party true. spirit. Yes, it's almost certainly true. Yes, wasn't yes. George Dub? Wasn't he like a foot taller than everybody else yeah. at the time? He was, yeah, a he was a big old boy. Oh yeah, yeah. And he carried himself with great. He was one of those guys who, if he'd been five six, would have seemed six two. Right, right. But he was 6'2". He, so he was six, seemed 8'3". He was 6'4", 225 pounds or something like that, at a time when the average person was like 5'5", 110. Right. right. <laughs> uh, again, a big old boy. Sort of like when an NFL lineman walks into the room. And very dignified. Like if Shaquille O'Neal was a philosopher as well. <laughs> yeah, if, exactly. If he wore one of those uh, revolutionary general costumes and always in, was incredibly dignified, he would walk into the room and you would just think, he's, he's better than me. <laughs> he's... He's a different species. One of my favorite stories from one of the books I read was where there was a fight in the ranks, and he went over and picked them up both up by the necks of their, their jackets. Yeah. Held my, them there like his... My high school gym teacher did that, that off. did that to a couple of students one day. I yeah. thought that was the funniest thing it I've ever seen. Yeah. able to physically do that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike and Santa Jose... You think he mocked Madison? I doubt it. Madison, who was famously 105 no. No. pounds? No, because then he would have just been a big dope. I'm trying to tell you he was a sage <laughs> and a wise man and dignified. So, no, he didn't mock people for their physical being. Come sit, come sit on my knee and tell me about the Constitution. <laughs> He'd giggle. Uh, Mike in San Jose writes, Make guys, sure you give him plenty of rights or I'll give God you a spanking. Sake. <laughs> I wish there were ghosts because he'd come and give you the broad side of his sword. Just give you a spanking watch you run away whimpering. Mm. Uh, let's see. Mike in San Jose writes, hey, you played that tape of the woman claiming, complaining about using you guys because that's gendered language and that's really offensive and you shouldn't do that as people are just desperately searching for reasons to be offended. But Mike points out, uh, you remember the breathless guy at the socialist convention? That's what he was mad about. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. <laughs> he was glad at the guy. The previous guy said, uh, "Hey, all the chatter is triggering me. You guys, he used you guys. So, Mister Breathless, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm pretty weak from eating nothing but kale. <laughs> Mister, please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. It's he a, was mad about you guys. It's very hard to get my caloric intake above 1,100 per day." <laughs> <laughs> Andy in Sacramento has uh, sent a reassurance to you, Jack. You don't have to worry about super volcanoes. Mm. He sent along a, a great YouTube video, quite long, but it explained essentially it's a little like the meteors hitting the earth. 
It's possible, but the, there are a lot of things that would have to happen for a super volcano to actually do its worst and, and crush us all. And some days we'd welcome it anyway. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. I don't Sweet know if he's, volcano of death. I don't know if that emailer is right, but I believe that to be the correct mindset. Yeah. Of, oh, you, sure. You well, can't, there's oh, no please. There's yeah. no point in thinking about it at all. <laughs> right, right. Here's uh, Justin. Um, guys. <laughs> oh, my. What? Please stop using gendered language. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. <laughs> to address the Armstrong Getty Show. Oh, boy! A trio of TSA-related emails, Jack. After you, ironically, pulled down the pants of the TSA on yesterday's show. <laughs> Want to let you guys know the TSA stole my medication from my carry-on bag earlier this year. Tried to call local police department. No help. Called the TSA. Nothing. Was met with endless automated messages. Luckily, the meds were a life-threatening issue, but that's beside the point. What if it was? Do I not have a right to my own property? Because there are many, many stories of TSA jerks. Um, Because they're just dopes who were hired by the tens of thousands in a lot of cases stealing stuff and and there's practically no uh, process for redress um anyway thanks for that note justin here's some um, uh, tim who was a captain at the san jose police department one of his responsibilities was the airport and he tells a, a moving story uh, one guy one day one of my officers saw an elderly man crying while being surrounded by tsa agents why that old gentleman was crying and what happened next will shock you. And all that stuff started. You know, you'll find it interesting, I guarantee that. All that stuff started 11 years ago today. because uh, 18. 18 years ago yeah. because uh, it was a September 11th thing that we changed all our security. Anyway, Marshall's News on the way. Bunch of stuff to talk about on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I was really, really building to a dramatic close on the TSA story, but you had to keep making your George Washington jokes. That is what ate up the time. (laughs) The stupid George Washington joke. Clearly. Clearly. Got this nice note from Tim. He was a captain at the San Jose Police Department. He had the airport among his responsibilities. One day, one of his officers saw an, an elderly man crying while being surrounded by TSA agents. They were demanding that he surrender a two-inch rusty pen knife that would not open. My officer intervened, asked, learned that the elderly gentleman had landed on Normandy in World War II with that knife in his pocket and was not going to give it up. My officer held the tiny knife until the gentleman returned to San Jose and he gave it back to him. My officers were constantly intervening between passengers and TSA officers for your end. But again... In the defense of, of the human beings who are TSA officers, a lot of them have no more skill or acumen or wisdom or intelligence or, or whatever than the assistant manager at a McDonald's. And I am not demeaning those folks. It's difficult to keep those fries a coming. Um, and they're put into a position where they have all that power. They're just hired by the thousands. Yeah, uh, I we're know. Gonna, we're going to talk a little later in the show about don't assume your doctor has any idea what they're talking about. Oh, good one. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. And this is a good topic on the anniversary of 9 11 because this is what kicked off the TSA craziness. But um, in general, I don't have a problem with the individuals because, you know, you're, you're being told what to do. You don't get to make the rules. Sometimes the implementation of the rules is really stupid on an individual level. Right. 
Um, uh, but the part that bothers me the most is don't take that tone with people. First of all, like recently, I got you don't have to take off your watch. Okay, I've had to take off my watch for the past 17 years or whatever it is. Now I don't. Okay, that's news to me. Don't yell at me because I, right. because I took my watch off like I have every other single time at your insistence. Right. When I go through this thing. Hey, you, you don't take have to take it off. Hey, sorry, I fly twice a year. I'm not up to date with the, the, the latest and greatest protocols or, that you guys have. Or, right, but you can't have this bottle of water in there. I know that. It was a mistake. I left it in there. I'm not an Al-Qaeda. Throw it in the trash. It's not a big deal. Right. Right. So here's the yang to the yin of that poor old gentleman with his penknife. If you can imagine that, he landed at Normandy. Uh, when flying to Houston with my amazing old cowboy far- father-in-law, a thoroughly charming gent, when going through the scanner, he emptied his pockets into the tray, including an enormous old folding buck knife. He was talking to everyone, sweet as pie, and the uh, TSA person handed him the tray on the other side. He loaded everything back into his pockets, including the enormous old folding buck knife. Bad enough. But the really hysterical part is that when we were coming back to Houston, exact same thing happened again. Had he been a crazy man, he could have chopped up everyone on those planes. Right. There you go. So you got that old vet, then you got old father-in-law there you go. with this six-inch buck knife that he used to field-dress deer. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, today is the 18th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, and American troops have been in Afghanistan almost that long. Yeah. U.S. forces moved into Afghanistan October 7, 2011, to oust the Taliban for giving safe haven to the 9-11 mastermind Osama bin Laden. American troops <laughs> and the Allies quickly drove the Taliban from power, but the terrorist group soon began what has turned into now a years-long war to topple, uh, topple the Afghan government. Taliban representatives have been getting ready to hold talks with President Trump at Camp David over the weekend, but they were called off after a deadly attack that killed an American soldier. God, and, and this, this has been true from the beginning, and lots of people have been saying it. Unless you're going to occupy that country with like a half a million troops oh yeah, for decades to completely change the culture and spend trillions of dollars, there's no point. It's no. either got to be all or practically nothing. The in-between, it was what we've been doing, and there's just no point in it. When we talked to Laura Logan the last time, right. where she was, she did the big thing on 60 Minutes, and then we talked about her. How she had gone into uh, Kabul for years. Now when she goes, she has to take a helicopter from the airport, you know, with uh, armed guards and everything. It's more dangerous now than it was years ago. Right. So, and so many of the roads, billions right. of dollars of pristine roads that we built have been just completely destroyed. And schools and rec centers and community centers and the rest of it, yeah, just completely gone. One, you know, there are a number of things that flowed from 9-11 that are beautiful illustrations of how once the government gets going in a particular direction, it's very, very difficult to change it or end it. Um, and I know, you know, there are a lot of sad retrospectives, and those of you who lost loved ones, God bless you, you know, you have our sympathies. But for the rest of us, um, it's a lesson in how uh, we can just... Well, the permanence of government. One of those against the peace talks with the Taliban is gone now. National Security Advisor John Bolton and his departure is drawing mixed reaction. One of those cheering, though, is Senator Rand Paul, the Kentucky Republican, tweeting his praise after Trump made the announcement Bolton had left. Paul is a longtime critic of Bolton and told reporters, with John Bolton out of the White House, the threat of war around the world is greatly diminished. I think that's true. Yep. 
And as far as... There, there's a clip of Trump we ought to get that where, where Trump said, John Bolton's never met a country he didn't want to go to war with. I mean, that, that's Trump talking about his national security advisor. Right. <laughs> California lawmakers moving to enact a landmark bill that will classify contract workers as employees. The bill was approved by the state Senate. Uh, would cover more than a million workers, including many at companies like Uber and Lyft. That's a million in California alone. Yes. The idea that all you folks doing the gig thing have to be full-time benefited employees, according to the rules and regs of your state, well, that will either fundamentally change what Uber and Lyft are, um, and Uber Eats and, and various similar uh, you know, occupations, it will either fundamentally change it or end it. Yeah, it may we'll end it. A, a lot of people, and maybe they're uh, going with hyperbole, but believe this will be the end of Uber and Lyft, and a lot of the things you just mentioned. This uh, this this new way of structuring it. How is that better for the workers that you're supposedly trying to help? Yeah, they will have no gig. New so now you're a school teacher, you're a, you're a whatever, and you can go out and drive. Every time I talk to Uber people, it's so handy for them. I have a, I have a couple of spare hours. I used to, you know, just sit on my phone. Yeah. Now I give a couple of rides, make a couple of bucks. Right. Um, right. Uh, so you're going to end that to make it better for them somehow? Well, I, I never one miss angry, non-English speaking, abusive uh, cab drivers. So I'm I'm really looking forward to a return to that being your only option. New England Patriots new hire NFL star Antonio Brown now facing rape accusations. Brittany Taylor, a former trainer, accusing him of sexually assaulting her on separate training trips to Pittsburgh and Florida. Taylor says she cut off ties with Brown after those attacks, but then agreed to work with him again after he apologized. She contends that he then raped her again in May of 2018 at his home in Miami, even though... She says she shouted no and stop. He is accused of a number of perversions, including sneaking up behind her when she was otherwise occupied or asleep or something like that, and and pleasuring himself upon her he says without her is, knowledge. He says this is all consensual, yeah. and I have no idea which is true. He says she's a, a gold digger trying mm. to get a paycheck and... You know, she says what Marshall just said. I haven't, I haven't got the slightest idea, which is true. I'm sure the New England Patriots are just happy as heck that they now have this on their plate. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You don't always believe the woman. Sometimes the story is true. Sometimes it's completely made up. And everything in between. Who knows? Right. right. Yeah. Troubling stuff, though. Yeah. Um, so we got one of those, uh, things where a, um, a local TV reporter goes to a story and somebody says something wacky Mm. and the TV reporters, the TV reporters are clearly trying to pretend they're covering it as real news when what Ah. they really want is they just want this wacky person to talk as long as possible. Right. The story is really the colorful yokel and or (laughs) uh, 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 crazy black person is a very popular subgenre. Yeah, this is a. Uh, nobody got time for that. And then, Ain't nobody got time for that. I was then wearing... you got the person who realizes they can go viral, oh, so yeah. they oh, really yeah. pump it up. Yeah, I was wearing my "Ain't Nobody Got Time for That" T-shirt yesterday, which uh, good man, which my kids were asking about and sent us to the video once again Hopefully. to enjoy Sweet Brown. But uh, ain't nobody got time for that. Well, well they, they did, as it turns out. <laughs> Apple made their announcement yesterday. There's a couple of things in there that I found interesting just from a where we are with technology on phone standpoint all the way around. All the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Some people are complaining that Apple didn't come up with anything new for this announcement. I love that. You know, 12 years ago, Apple invented this uh, amazing product, something we'd never seen before. They basically added a phone to an iPod and put a TV on it. And now, because they have to release something new every year, every year we're like, oh, this is it? This is just a phone with another camera on it. What the hell? <laughs> you suck. Why aren't we being teleported by this? <laughs> That is the reaction. Well, you've held out to replacing the iPad that we use until it's also a griddle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome, man. You turn it flat and just fry eggs on it. Oh yeah, yeah. You take it camping. Play words with friends. You, you take out your Starfinder app. You can say, "Kids, that's Jupiter." Then in the morning, you do up some pancakes. So here's a word that they uh, released yesterday that uh, the, they're hoping will catch on. I guess the slow fee. Now you're going to be able to take slow fees. Oh, boy. What the, is it? Well, the slow motion technology that you have on your regular camera. Yeah, that, what, I never use that. I should, though. If you had kids, you would. If you had if you had young boys, you would. Nah, I if guarantee you're right. That, if I'd had that when I was a kid, I would have thought that was the greatest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Film anything in slow motion. Oh, yeah. Put oh. chariots of fire music behind <laughs> right. it. You got yourself a Saturday. You know what? I did use it to catch, uh, uh, to have, uh, to take uh, Baxter catching a ball. <laughs> That's good. That's right. good use. Oh, right. I did it just yesterday. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Sam on his scooter jumping over boards. Yes. I get it in slow motion. You see how high off the ground he gets. Yes. And everything. Oh, he just loves it. Oh, man. Very, very cool. But anyway, you can do doing that all the time. You, you couldn't do that with the camera that faces you for your selfies. Now now you can do slow fees. You can take slow motion videos of yourself. I'm not going to say that, by the way. I'm not either. You've already said it multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Way more yeah, than I'll ever idiot, say it. Liar. That's just slow fees. That word is too damn. you said it. That word is way too damn cutesy. Oh, I know it. Uh, but the only thing that really came out of there is, well, one, I realized just how old my phone is. No wonder it doesn't work well. The 11 came out. I'm rocking a 7. That's <laughs> how far behind I am now. You're far behind. Don't feel too bad because they entirely skipped the 9. <laughs> they went that from, helps. They went from the 8 to the X to the 11. But still, I, I, does anybody else have a 7? They don't work very well. <laughs> um, but so the, for the first time ever... They're going to change the um, the cord and the charger thing that they put in the phone. They've been using the same one since the first iPhone. I just recently caught on to the fact that there's a difference in chargers. They're not all the same. Oh, boy. And uh, and the one that Apple gives you in the box is the slowest one you can get out there. Um, and uh, that's the one that comes with your phone. Mm. Um, but that one's super-duper slow. Like My wife bought one of the lightning cables recently, and that charges your phone like in no time. And then the thing you plug it into makes a difference, too. So the new... Uh, Apple uh, iPhone 11 Pro will have the uh, the super fast brick thing that you plug into and the super fast cords. You'll be able to recharge your entire phone in no time. Plus, it's going to have four hours longer battery life than the one the phone you got now, Michael, which is the phone my wife has, and they already <laughs> love the battery life. So the interesting thing. What's to me the is- Hey, his, his, his phone sucks. Well, that's yeah, an interesting way to look at it. The old phone. It's <laughs> the new one's four hours better is what I hear. But it was already great, and it's gotten even better. So I'm glad the whole battery thing is finally starting to go away as an issue. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's been just, predicted for a while. Interesting to me, it's the same battery. It's just everything that they are using it for has become more power efficient and uh-huh. better at going into low power modes and back. Right? This is oh, all about power efficiency, not yeah. battery power. I'm looking forward to, and this is predicted, uh, battery-powered airplanes. Just charge them up and let them go. Hmm. No emissions. 
I bought- of course, as always, how are you going to produce the electricity that goes into those batteries? Ah, don't worry about that. And then when the batteries are done, what are you going to do with them? That doesn't matter. Put right them in the freezer. <laughs> Shoot them into space. Drop them on Iran. I'm gonna... <laughs> We're going to uh, charge the batteries with uh, power made by unicorn flashlights and the wishes of children. <laughs> I don't know how many people feel like they got to have the newest phone anymore from any of the companies when they come out, but I'm going to go out and buy the new, the, the old phone that I assume is going to go on sale now that the new phones are out. That's mm-hmm. the way it usually works. The base model for the 11 actually dropped in price. I think it was six ninety nine for the, the base. That's not the Pro. The Pro is still with over two a grand MB or of memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, by the time. It's like a car. Yeah. By the time oh, yeah. you get the stuff you want on it, that, that's, that price you saw is like, what happened? I'm not but it, it's, it's the first time that the baseline model price has dropped on mm-hmm. a on a new release phone. Um, uh, so that's that. And uh, and uh, take your slow fees and send them to your friends. <laughs> I will not. So well, I will take them. I will not say that. Post word. them on Facebook. So speaking of Facebook, this was bouncing around Facebook yesterday for whatever reason. Why do these things catch on? So this is somewhere uh, a house fire. Uh, TV news reporter is there talking to a woman about the house fire that had just occurred. And here's how it went. Do you know how this fire started? Yes, I do. It was because of my cousin. And I don't want to mention no name. Your cousin? Yes. Um, and you say you think your cousin started this. Uh, do you know how or why? He's mad because he couldn't. He can't get with me. I'm married to my husband. And it's a long story. Just make it short. Yeah. He, put, he already put him in a hospital once last month. And he figured he's going to do something else to get back. All right. So right now, uh, all right, the fire has been put out. Thank you for uh, for the information here. Wait a minute. So there are a number of things Wait, that are great oh, in that story. Boy. Oh boy. I, I for what <sighs> stood out to me, my wife and I were discussing which stands out to you. What stood out to me was her saying, "I'm married to my husband." I just really like her saying that. <laughs> well, I appreciate her reaffirming the, uh, the whole relationship on account of my cousin who wants to get with me. I love, I love the uh, the small town young uh, reporter, who's like, I have just heard the craziest thing I have ever heard in my life, but I know my report is supposed to be ninety seconds, so I'll pretend that I didn't hear the but most Al, incredible thank you thing. For, uh, for the information here, I will just wrap it up. We all thank you for the information there. I'll continue to have my straight reporter face, even though she just said some really crazy ass, and everybody watching this on TV is thinking, oh, my God. Cancel the rest of the news and dig in. So how long's your crazy cousin been hot for you? Where does he live? What's the story there? Your cousins. Well, how do you put your husband in the hospital? All right. What are you talking about? Your cousin wants to get with well, you. Would have been thank a... you for the information. <laughs> and I like the everybody just accepting that it's a reasonable response by your cousin to burn down several homes because he can't get with you. Right. Oh, okay. Well, then that makes that sense. That is how the fire started. <laughs> thank you for the information. <laughs> So let's oh, relive man. this now that we've had a chance to really hone in on some place. Do you know how this fire started? Yes, I do. It was because of my cousin. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to mention no names. Now, keep in mind, her name has already been mentioned. So they, they, it's not hard to connect dots if you're trying to <laughs> no, connect the this cops will never figure it out. Do you know how this fire started? Yes, I do. It was because of my cousin. <laughs> your cousin? Yes. Um, and you say you think your cousin started this. Uh, do you know how or why? He's mad because he couldn't. He can't get with me. I'm married to my husband, and mm-hmm. it's a long story. Just make it short. 
Yeah, he put he already put him in a hospital once last month, and he figured he's going to do something else to get back. All right, all right. So right now, uh, all right, the fire has been put out. Thank you for, uh, for the information here. So there you go, Jim Johnson, Channel Lake News. Yeah. You're in the background of that. You're well. I think she hears. You're welcome. <laughs> has been put out. Thank you for uh, for the information here. You're welcome. <laughs> no problem. I'm off to keep an eye out for my cousin. Thanks for asking me for a casual recap of my incredibly insane life. Yeah, no problem. Where my cousin you, you is, got it. beats up my husband because he wants to have sex with me and then burns down several well, homes. I got a little confused in that, and I just, I, I adore my wife, but I had a conversation with her uh, about this the other day. Honey, that story had like three people in it. They were all gals, and you kept saying she. She said to her, and then she said, hmm. I don't know which one is which anymore. I've completely lost track. <laughs> and during that whole, then he put him in the hospital, yeah, her and he said, her. I'm not sure who put whom in the hospital. Right. Either way, the the, the telling it like it's a perfectly sensible story right. that people would, you know, it's not really even that big a deal. Right. No, my cousin wants to have sex with me. I'm married. They yeah. got in a fight. Somebody's at the hospital. You and know now, how it goes. And then he burnt down several homes. So, you, you know, know, that's I, the long and short of it. I'm not saying <laughs> if the husband put the cousin in the hospital for wanting to get with the wife, it's justified that the cousin comes back and burns down the house. Several but houses. I, I'm following, <laughs> I'm following the... The plot better if that's what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, Sean. It's a, you know how it goes. You know how these sorts of things are. <laughs> I, I would think the cousin would have made a point by putting the husband in the hospital. But anyway, you're welcome. Armstrong and Getty.